internet and welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. I am your host, Neil Cordray, and I am joined this week by no one. Um, it's, it was uh, the day before Thanksgiving that, that this episode was supposed to be recorded. We didn't really want to try and sneak that in, uh, so I'm flying solo, um, which, you know, that's okay. Actually, it wasn't the day before Thanksgiving. I just completely... I don't know. Whatever. Screw it. Anyhow, we're I'm gonna do a we're gonna do a, a, a top ten episode, um, and today, in light of the in light of the uh, the bleh, da, 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 the winter holidays. There we go. So it show that I'm trying to record this after having only just recently woken up in the morning. Sorry, uh, but in light of the winter holidays, I thought we would talk. Do I, I t- thought I'd do a few. Kind of quicker top five um, lists instead of a top ten. So I think I just said top ten a second ago, but no, I'm going to do a top. I'm going to do multiple quick top fives um, talking about holiday food. Honestly, we probably could have done this as a full episode with with all of us if I had thought about it, but I didn't, and I'm going to do it now. So I'm going to run down um, my favorite holiday meal options. So we're going to talk about entree, and we're going to talk about side, and we're going to talk about uh, and we're going to talk about desserts. Um, and uh, to quote Philip DeFranco, let's just jump into it. Um, I don't really have any any big signal boosts. It's uh, the winter holidays. We're probably going to be we're probably going to be taking most of the rest of the year off. I think we got one more episode in the pipe after this one, and then we probably won't be back until mid January because. We want and need time to celebrate however we are going to be doing said celebration. Um, please celebrate health f- safely and responsibly this year. I'm not just talking about the drinks. Oh, hey, yeah, we should do holiday drinks, too. I'll, I'll throw that in there as well. Let's, uh, let's throw that in. So we've got entree, side, dessert, drink. <laughs> And you know, for su- we're gonna do side slash um, slash antipasto slash appetizer, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm really kind of just making this up as I go. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's let's start uh, let's start with drinks because sometimes you know you you have drinks before uh, before you start up with your uh, with your meal and. Um, yeah, we haven't also haven't talked about alcohol in a while, which you know that's a thing. Uh, so, I the um, so so starting at number five, this is going to be a ranking. So at five, we just got like you know everything you know all all the cranberry flavored stuff that comes out this time of year, um, because cranberries are Thanksgiving. And they kind of bleed off over into Christmas, so you're gonna hear hear me uh, hear a lot of clacky clacky typing on my keyboard here today. Um, there are a few cranberry uh, beverages that I quite like, um, like uh, like cranberry Sierra Mist is really 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 good. It's better honestly than I than I'd say regular Sierra Mist. Um, <laughs> it's a shame they only make it seasonally. Um, but you know, it's 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 interesting. I like that. I like that you tend to use you know kind of fresher ingredients because cranberries tend to come into season around this time of year. At least I think they do. I assume they must. 
Otherwise, you know, what's the what is the point? What is the cranberry growing season? Cranberry harvest season is midfall. So yeah, that's about right. Um, <laughs> I like cranberries. Um, I like cranberry drinks and cranberry juice. Um, although soup, regular just cranberry is super tart, so you definitely do need to mix some sugar in there. That's why it's typically cranberry juice cocktail, uh, typically mixed with some other fruit juices and some water and some sugar. But yeah, it's good stuff. Number four. These are, like I said, these are going to be quick. Number four. Um, to come off as a basic bitch, um, I really do actually like pumpkin spice lattes. And everyone's like, ah, oh, you're so, you're so, like, people are like, you like pumpkin spice? You're so basic. Oh my god. Um, here's the thing. Things are basic because everybody likes them. And, uh, pumpkin spice is no different. Pumpkin spice is good. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sick of, you know, I like, like, like that Joker meme. Always has been, and I'm sick of pretending it hasn't been. Um, it's, it's, it's... Like, it, it's a good combination of flavors, even though there's no pumpkin in pumpkin spice. It's cinnamon, it's clove, it's nutmeg. These things work well together. So, yeah. Number three, mold wine. Uh, mold wine is wine that has been mixed with, uh, with spices. Traditionally, honestly, some of those uh, pumpkin spices. And then heated. Um, so it's a hot, spiced wine drink. Um, spoiler alert, um, the next two are also alcoholic. Um, it's like mulled wine is really fantastic and good to, you know, sip while sitting around a, a fireplace and reading Christmas stories. Um, which leads into uh, number two, Vasheil, uh, which is also kind of a mulled wine, although usually it's also made with other spirits. Wassail um, is um, you may make it with uh, apple cider. You make it with uh, apple uh, cider as well. Apple um, blah. Um, it, it's 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 more of a hot cider. Um, you can mix in some brandy. Um, da, 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 da. Or rum or other uh, neutral um, spirit. Although. I think I, I personally like it with some uh, with some brandy in it um, or apple jack to really up the apple um, to really apple the the flavor or, or you can mix in wine which makes it a lot because really uh, Vassel, Vassel is a is a uh, is a precursor or really kind of not precursor but it's a it's a contemporary of uh, of mold of hot mold spiced wine so. But uh, yes, was hail um, to your health. It's German, if I recall correctly. Um, but yeah, you make it with apples, with apple cider and orange juice and some sort of and some sort of distilled spirit, typically um, or port. Um, but yeah, it's good stuff. And of course, number one, the king of uh, of uh, holiday drinks is eggnog. Seriously, I love eggnog. I love eggnog in just about any form. I like that crap. I like the the crappy stuff you buy in a carton that you can only buy during the holidays. But what's really good 
is making your own eggnog. Um, I like to use Alton Brown's recipe. I typically make some eggnog. I'm, I typically make uh, eggnog once a year. Um, one of these one of these years, I'm going to get around to um, to making his aged eggnog recipe, which is eggnog you make about a year in advance and you stick in the fridge and you let it age uh, for about a year and uh, then you drink it the next year. So I'm, I'm I want to do that at some point, but I need fridge space and the time. Um, but homemade eggnog is amazing um now it's made with raw eggs so if that's the sort of thing that terrifies you um grow a pair but also you can just buy pasteurized eggs which are still which are still raw eggs they've just been uh, they've been brought to uh, i can't remember exactly what temperature you bring the eggs to um it doesn't actually cook the egg but it pasteurizes it because there's two different forms of pasteurization there's uh, there's ultra pasteurization and there's I can't let, let's remember what it's called. This is gonna be a quicker episode. I'm sorry. Um, there's um, there there's ultra pasteurization, which is uh, which um, you know is, is essentially bringing it up to a very very high temperature for a very very small amount of time. And uh, then there's um, oh what you call it? I can't think of the word. It's something. What are you? Types of pasteurization. Oh wow, there's four methods of pasteurization. Um, high temperature, short time, um, high, um, higher heat, high heat, short time, ultra high temperature, and ultra pasteurized. Um, and essentially, it's um, it, 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 it they're, they're like different ways to, to pasteurize things. Um, you can bring something to a lower temperature for a longer period of time to kill off any bacteria and pathogens. And typically, actually, if you do do longer time pasteurization, um, then you actually get um, you actually get a like it, it doesn't kill off some of the more healthy and uh, safe stuff. Um, and uh, and useful things. Uh, so buy pasteurized eggs, because eggnog, homemade eggnog, is one of life's true delights. And I have made it in the summer because it's delicious and refreshing and and just good. And you add just you add, you add a little bit of bourbon. Um, oh bourbon. Um, and we could also just talk about you know drinking bourbon for the holidays because I like bourbon too. But I'm talking about like special prepared drinks that like not just. Not not just you know here have some have some booze um, because here have some booze is, is any is any time you can do that but like prepared drinks take take time but yeah eggnog um, you owe it to yourself to make yourself to to actually go ahead and prepare for yourself some homemade uh, fresh eggnog and try it it is so good you will not regret that decision. Um, so yeah, um, five rapid choices of drink, and uh, timer's about to go off here for some food I've got in the oven, so I'll be right back. All right, sorry about that. I'm roasting some beef. So anyone who follows me on so who follows me personally on social media will know what time, what day I recorded this. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna move up uh, we're, we're gonna move up through through the uh, through through things. Uh, so we're gonna talk about antipasto. Slash sides. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna mix these two together because frequently, if you have any leftover antipasto, then you will consume it with your entree. Because the antipasto, of course, is uh, it's the appetizer. Um, because 
we uh we here in america we do sure like to eat um although eating heavily on holidays is not is not a is not entirely an american thing it's uh you know it's a feast day it uh it uh in, in uh in countries influenced by uh by by christianity um it's you know it, it goes back to catholic feast day the feast days of various saints which are days wherein you know you celebrate why they we call them holidays they're holy days um so eating heavily is not necessarily a big is not necessarily not a thing um and keep in mind i'm I, i'm i'm focusing a lot on thanksgiving and christmas but i'm also going to be talking about other you know like it's the winter holiday season um so one of the things that my dad always does uh so i so i i associate uh with this with the time of year um is um Specifically for uh, New Year's, um, he makes oysters Rockefeller. Um, now, if you've never had oysters Rockefeller, they are very good if you like that sort of thing. Um, oysters Rockefeller um, are you uh, you take oysters, um, uh, you mix them, uh, you top them with uh, with a sauce of butter, uh, parsley, and green herbs, breadcrumbs, um, cheese, um, like. Um, what you call it, uh, like, uh, Parmesan cheese, uh, or Romano cheese, or something along those lines, and you broil them, or you bake them, um, um, and Oysters Rockefeller are, is, it's something that I very much always associate with, um, with New Year's, because my dad makes it, and, um, this is my list, so, um, Not sure why they're called oysters Rockefeller. My timer's going to go off in about another, in probably about as long as it takes to record another segment of these. By the way, because well, um, the meat is resting, but we'll get back to that here in a bit. Um, oysters Rockefeller are a good place to start, I think, with uh, with what with seafoods that uh, that people may may consider. Ew, that's nasty because it's uh, it's it it's you know it it's. It's cooked fair. It's not raw, so you're not like oh, oysters. I can't, couldn't drink oysters on a half shell. Although I love oysters on a half shell, but um, and you know you're not. You get some of that that fishy brininess that oysters get, come with because that that's kind of what you go for with oysters. That's kind of what you want with oysters. But you, it's also at the same time, it's not. It it's not a lone player in that uh, in that in that sort of in that. Blah, 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 blah. Can't word. Um, you know, it, it, it's it, it's it's a melody. It's not it's not a solo. Um, if to use a musical analogy, so that that might help some people get over their issues with seafood. It's a good uh, it's a good gateway. It's a good gateway clam. Um, <laughs> so I, I you know I, I everything I'm listing here. Gets the Neil stamp of approval. You should definitely try it. Um, of course, I like food. I've been considering for a while maybe uh, starting up a food blog uh, and call it Neil Eats Things, um, where I just, you know, eat food and talk about it, rate it a bit. Um, it could be interesting. Um, if, uh, if anyone would be interested in, in seeing such a thing, maybe I could get that started next year. Um, Probably after the pandemic is uh, is is a thing of the past here, so mid to late next year, because you know, in order to really do a food blog, you also need to go to restaurants and stuff. But 
If you'd be interested in that, let me know in the comments uh, of the webpage or on the Facebook page or on the YouTubes if I ever get around to uploading crap to YouTube again. I'm sorry I kind of fell off on that. I'll try and get back on back in the groove. Um, let's see. Make sure that this is running. Good, 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 good. Okay. Um, so, move on. Number four is charcuterie. Um, uh, like a big full charcuterie plate, you know, with cured meats, cheeses, um, olives, that sort of thing. Um, it's like, huh, I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm a big cheese guy, so I love cheese. I could, I could do an episode of, of, uh, my top favorite cheeses to snack on. Um, should probably put that in, in, a, in one of our quick top five episode lists. We'll get back to those at some point. Like, like I said, um, this is sort of me doing that here. I, we could have, I should have done this with the group, but I wasn't thinking about it when I started this nonsense. And uh, this episode really needs to go out. It's already late as it is. I'm sorry for all the schedule slip this year. Um, by the way, as another aside, it's been a rough year, as I'm sure you've noticed. And just sometimes it's hard to get the work done because there is work what needs done with this, and it and it can be it can be a pain sometimes. Um, in any case, let's go uh, let's go on to uh, let's go on to uh, number four, or no, sorry, I was on number four, charcuterie. Um, sorry. Uh, so you know some some uh, some meats, some cheeses, some some olives or other or, or other things along you know olives and other thinly sliced vegetable um, you know essentially a bunch of salt um, bunch of salt and cured stuff and smoke and it like I could I could nosh on on charcuterie all day I've been known to make myself a charcuterie plate for lunch for breakfast before you know get, get some uh, some you know like some hard salami and some uh, and some cheese I especially like goat cheese for this and some like wheat crackers and 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 go to town on that for breakfast especially if i'm feeling a bit bougie that's definitely you know that oh yeah that's 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 some that's some real bouginess right there um very brunch uh <laughs> sorry i had to drink had to drink some water of course you won't know that there was a long pause there because i'm gonna fix it in post but <laughs> yeah charcuterie is my number um five uh, number four spot. Number three is, uh, num number three, I would say, um, is, uh, well, um, back to, back to more, uh, is, is, uh, dressing slash stuffing, whatever you want to call it. Um, by the way, don't do stuffing actually stuffed into the bird, uh, because that, uh, unless you're going to cook it separately afterwards, because there's this high possibility of Foodborne pathogens, because the insides of turkeys are gross and nasty and full of disease. Um, um, I, I like, you know, the traditional bread stuffing, but my uncle uh, makes an oyster dressing stuffing. And yeah, we're back to oysters. I like oysters quite a bit. Has to do with the fact that I am an adventurous eater by nature. Also, we spent some time in Louisiana, and um, uh, you got oysters all, all over the place there. Um Heck, uh, some places will have just piles of oyster shells um, outside because of how much they because of how much oysters they uh, they use and chuck. Um, by the way, oyster shells are really useful as uh, as fertilizer for plants. Um, good source of some mineral or another. I think iron. I can't remember. I think it's iron. Let's see. Let's check. 
Uh, it's calcium. That, that's for one. Um, let's see. Oyster shells. Primarily calcium, I guess. But yeah, that makes sense because they're essentially kind of weird bone. But yeah, oyster shells. Um, calcium. Good for good for plants. Good for people. That's why calcium. That's why sometimes you use uh, calcium. You get calcium supplements that are uh, that are based off of oyster shell. Um, but uh, yeah, oyster dressing is just like regular dressing slash stuffing stuffing, but with the additional with the additional uh, benefit of oysters. And oysters are delicious. Um, so you know it, it, it's it's worth it's worth eating. Um, number two. Now, number two is the humble yet delicious green bean casserole. I really like I really like green beans in general. Um, when uh, when uh, when I was growing up, uh, my mom my mom's a, a big gardener. She's a, she's one of the master gardeners of. Uh, of the area that she lives in. Try not to give away too many personal details. I, I mean, everybody knows I live in Springfield, Missouri at this point, but I don't want to tell, tell you where my mom lives. Although I'm sure I have in previous episodes, but I'm not going to today. Uh, but she's a master gardener. She, she, has a, she has a garden bed in her backyard, and she grows beans. She grows snap green beans, and they are delicious, and my timer's about to go off, so I'm gonna be right back. Okay, I'm sorry about that. That was a little bit longer than I anticipated. Oh man, that uh, that roast came out good. I'm gonna put pictures of it on our website, so if anyone wants to see the pictures of that delicious top round roast, that's uh, that's um, that's slowed down the recording this episode. Check out our website www.workingtheoryproductions.com um, because yeah, that's a that was a thing. That was oh man, it's too much for me to eat in one sitting. Otherwise, I really would. But hey, I'm going to have really good sandwich fodder for the next, uh, well, week or so. So I'm going to make a lot of sandwiches. So, uh, where were we? Back to, uh, back to the, uh, green beans. Yes, my mom grew green beans. Um, and one thing I would do, uh, when I would be outside playing, because, you know, this is back in the years where children would play outside in their yards without being monitored 24-7, is I would go over to the bean stalks and I would pick the beans and I would eat them just right off the vine. Um, didn't use, like, pesticides or anything, you know, would require that, you know, oh, you gotta wash them, otherwise it'll kill you. Uh, she, you know, she she goes in for her natural pesticides like diatomaceous earth and things along those lines that, uh, that won't really hurt you, but uh, will definitely hurt the bugs. So, why would I talk about green bean casserole and not green beans? Because, well... I love green beans. I love fresh green beans. I don't like much in terms of cooked green beans. Um, I, I, I don't like cooked vegetables in general. I don't like the consistency. It's something about the way they get kind of mushy. Uh, if, I, if, a, if, a, if, some, if a vegetable is cooked, I want it to be cooked just enough to kind of warm it through, but I still want it to ma maintain its snap and crunch. And yet green bean casserole, super gooey. What what the hell, Neil? Um, well, the answer there is it's just good. It's the addition of the, the cream of mushroom soup and uh, the fry and the French fried onions over the top. And especially if you make it really good, like with fresh green beans, you can actually maintain the snap and crunch, which adds just so much more to it. Like, normally you make green bean casserole because 
you've got some green beans that are maybe starting to get to show their age but if you use fresh ones nice good fresh ones uh then it, it it elevates everything to an entirely new level it's so good you should try it sometime it's great um and then number one of side slash antipasto is of course mashed potatoes because mashed potatoes are the best everybody loves mashed potatoes Show me a person who doesn't like mashed potatoes, and I will show you a person who is lying. Or at least I should say, show me a person who says they don't like mashed potatoes, and I will show you a person that is lying. Because everybody loves mashed potatoes. Everybody. Yes, even you. Um, it's just, they're, 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 they're kind of the perfect side dish. They go well with everything. Especially if you're eating something that's uh, like a kind of, that's got like a, like a juicy meat. Um... You know, something that's gonna that's that's gonna leave some red on your plate because you cooked it right. Um, then you're real. Th then it's really great because uh, you 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 take the mashed potatoes last, and they kind of they um they they make brain words. Um, they it, it acts like a like a sponge, and it kind of soaks up all the delicious flavor still on the plate. And adds to it, and it's just great, and I love it, and I'm hungry. Although I just ate a bunch of, I just ate a bunch of beef. But yeah, um, mashed potatoes are the best. On to the entrees. Um, so when it comes to Thanksgiving, everybody thinks ham. Everybody thinks two things: ham and turkey. And of those two, ham, please ham. That's number five. Ham. I love ham. Ham is good. Ham is the second best, uh, ham is the second, well, it's definitely the best, uh, application of the ham, of, of the, of the, uh, of the shank of the pig. Um, I'm gonna make something this, this, uh, Christmas that I haven't, that I haven't cooked before, uh, so it can't go on the list yet, although I have high hopes, uh, so it'll be an honorable mention here in a second, um, because we're gonna get to honorable mentions as well, um. But ham is is one of the best things that comes off a pig. I mean, nothing's gonna really nothing's ever really gonna beat bacon. Um, but you know, bacon's not a not a main dish as much as some people would like you to think it is. It, it's it's an accompaniment. Um, ham can be a main dish, preferably uh, dry smoked and cured ham. I.e., some some would also refer to that as country style ham, um, as opposed to like the ham in a bag with its own juices. Although that's good too, like don't don't get me wrong, both are good. But a but a dry aged ham is going to be so much better than than a kind of fresher ham. Number four, um, I just got done cooking and eating some roast beef. Um, top round roast or bottom round roast. I had a top round uh, here. That 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 was what I just cooked and. What there are pictures of on the website and probably on the Facebook page uh, on the Facebook page too. I'll be I'll be I'll be magnanimous there. Um, but yeah, roast be roast beast. Um, fresh out the oven, um, cooked to a rosy cook, cooked to a rosy pink inside. You want to get to you know 120 between 120 130. Uh, internal temperature rubbed down with uh, with spices and uh, and herbs on the outside and allowed to age over a day. <sighs> to quote uh, Julia Child, "What a treat!" Number three. Um, 
once again, this is likely really more a uh, Cordray family tradition than anything else. But um, but uh, crab legs. Um, my family for every every new frequently for New Year's does crab, um, and I do enjoy me some crab quite a bit. Like I I could I could really like. I could destroy some crab, like at any point in time. Um, crab, lobster, pretty much any shellfish. I I love shellfish. Um, and my dad, I think possibly because he knows me so well, um, tends to make it. Um, and just you know, I don't know. I'm 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 sitting back and I'm just sort of. Basking in the one in, in the in the happy thoughts and 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 uh, and memories at the moment. I love I love winter holidays. I I will always have a fond I'll always have fond thoughts towards them. But yeah, crab legs. I I, I really like crab legs. So um, number two um, is uh, is uh, oven roasted chicken. Yes, chicken. The smaller, tastier version of turkey. Um, the smaller, tastier, typically also cheaper version of turkey. Um, good stuff. Uh, you know, you make it with you, you, you oven roast it with some uh, with some rosemary and some and some lemon. Uh, you separate the skin from the from the you separate you, you 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 separate the skin from the carcass so that it browns and crisps up a bit better. Hmm. <sighs> Sad. I just ate. I just ate like I don't know seven or eight good sized slices of roast beef, and I'm making myself hungry again. And number one in the entrees list, perhaps not as this, this is not not has been taken quite so long as the other bits of the list um, would be uh, kind of like roast beef. Technically, it is roast beef, but it gets it like roast beef is gonna be a, is gonna be a a, ch a cheaper cut of meat it's going to be a you know it's going to be a top round it's going to be a bottom round maybe if you're really unlucky it's an eye of round which just which is kind of tough but you get to the best and that would be the standing rib roast also frequently referred to incorrectly by many people as prime rib technically speaking it can only be prime rib if the meat has been rated prime by the uh, by the by the uh, the United States uh, Food and Drug Administration. Um, <coughs> otherwise, um, it's uh, otherwise it's just a rib roast. Um, prime is is a is a is a e e prime is is a qualification of the meat because you've got uh, it's, yeah it's USDA. You got prime. You've got choice, and then beside past that you've got things that nobody will cook will, that nobody sells in the stores. Um, um, you've got, I mean, sometimes you'll get select, but you've got USDA prime, USDA choice, and USDA, USDA select. Um, and how can you tell what, what, what are the differences? Um, prime is going to be more heavily marbled with fat. Um, they are, um, so, you know, they're going to be more flavorful. Uh, choice has less marbling, but prime more than, but more than select and select uh, less fat, um, which Here's the thing: the flat, the fats where the flavor is, um, like they're ju just the fats where the flavor is. Um, if you if you don't accept that fact, oh no, you can't have the fat. The fat's bad for you. Here here's here's the thing: fat doesn't make you fat. 
lower fat food is only healthier in as much as it may be lower calorie. That's always been, that, that, that was, uh, I shouldn't say all, ha is, ha that has always been. That it ha that was, at least when I was growing up in my more formative years, one of the main fallacies of, uh, of, of health food well, you know oh we, we got to do we got to do lower low fat stuff because that's that's how we're going to uh low fats how we're going to how we're going to maintain uh our our uh our health how we're going to um you know how, how we're going to lose our lose the weight the way you lose weight is simple it's actually incredibly simple burn more calories than you consume the only reason having less fat in your diet helps you lose weight or can help you lose weight is because fat is incredibly calorie dense. Um, gram for gram, fat gives you more calories than carbohydrates or protein, which are the three main things that your body will metabolize for, for caloric intake. Although alcohol, by the way, also gets metabolized for calories, which is why alcohol are, is, is typically referred to as empty calories. Because, um, by the way, I'm not, a, I'm not a dietitian or a health expert or anything along those lines, but I have friends who are. Um, so do not take any of this as medical or dietary advice. Our lawyers insist that we say this, and by our lawyers, I mean the five or so minutes I've done on, on, uh, on looking up and reading legal stuff on the internet. Um, but, uh, yeah, fat is, is more calorically dense, and alcohol is empty calories because there's no, there's no macronutrients there. There's no, you know, there's, there's no, um, you know, there's no vitamins or minerals. It's just, it's just calories. Um, but to get back to beef, um, it's not prime rib unless it's, uh, unless the rib roast itself is rated prime by the USDA. Um, and you know, even if it's not prime, it's still damn good. Um, so, you know, don't, uh, don't sweat it too much. It's still, it's still excellent. Should still really definitely go ahead and, uh, and get some and eat it. Um, <laughs> because well... You can, and it's good, and 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 I love I love rib roasts. We will get to uh, we will we will get to some other stuff here in a bit. Okay, so that's entrees after drinks and side slash antipasto. Now on to the main event: desserts. Desserts. My family wasn't really big on dessert. Like we we like um we didn't we don't we we didn't slash really don't keep sweets or such in the house for the, as a general rule. Um, desserts were a special occasion thing. You got them on birthdays, um, and you got them on holidays. And sometimes if, and sometimes if, uh, if, if, if you were lucky, uh, your mama made like a, a, a cherry cobbler because you won in a race from her bedroom to the kitchen. It's a strange memory to come up to me right now, but I remember doing that in our house in Louisiana. Um, I was like, we're going to race from, from, from here to the kitchen. I was four at the time. And, and, and if I win, then you have to make a cherry cobbler. And she was, I can't even remember what, what happened if she won, but I won. So she made a cherry cobbler, and it was good. And I remember that. It was, it was, that, 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 that's a happy memory. Random happy memories. Huh. 
And really, that's kind of what holidays are all, are all about for me. It's, it's, re, it's, if I might wax philosophic for a moment, it's about remembering happier times and getting to relive and re-experience those happy times and being back with the people you love. <sighs> but dessert. Um, my mother is the queen of pies. She makes excellent pie. Um, everyone in the family loves and lo loves and loves and raves about her apple pie. And you know what? I'm definitely one of them. Her apple pie makes number five on my list. But why, if she's the queen of pie and apple pie is the best pie she makes, why is that so low on my list? Simple. While she makes a fantastic apple pie, I'm not too big on apple pie. Don't get me wrong. Pie is like pizza. There's really not a bad kind. But, um, <laughs> you can't, but, but at the same time, some pies are better than others. And apple pie is not my favorite kind of pie. I am very big on, uh, on other types of pie, such as number four. Um, cherry pies. I like cherry pie more than I like apple pie. Uh, for that matter, I like pretty much any pie made with berries um, or stone fruit more than I like apple pie. There's only a few types of pies that I really don't like. Unfortunately, that my dad does. Um, my dad is big on... Um, my dad, dad is big on raisin pie. I do not like raisin pie at all. I think raisin pie is bad. So I guess there is one kind of pie that's not good. And it's raisin pie. Just like there's one kind of pizza that's not good. And that's um, pizza without cheese? Maybe gluten-free? I don't know. Sorry, I, I, I do, in fact, like all kinds of pizza. And I do like pineapple on pizza. I know that can be divisive for people. I can understand why you wouldn't like apple, like like pineapple. I'm not one of those people who's like, ah, ha, ha. Put the apple. Put, I I can I can actually I can think of a pizza that's not good, and that is Japanese corn pizza with mayonnaise. Yeah, Japanese sweet corn pizza, corn pizza with mayonnaise. It's not really pizza. I like a lot of things Japanese. That is definitely not one of them. Um, so yeah, cherry pie slash other fruit pies. Um, Number three, gonna go with more pie, which is pumpkin pie. Um, I I do in fact like pumpkin pie a lot. Honestly, pumpkin pie should be number four, and cherry slash other fruit, uh, stone fruit pies should be number three. So we're gonna we're gonna flip those because I'm making this up as I go, and I can do that because it's my list. So yeah, not pump, pumpkin pie is not number three; it's number four, and cherry slash other berry pies are number three. So there. I have spoken. Um, number two, once again, this is really more sort of uh, more sort of a uh, only kind like technically this is a breakfast. Although if this is a breakfast, then uh, man, have we gotten decadent in our in our years? Um, which is um, monkey bread. Um, my dad typically makes monkey bread for Thanksgiving morning. Monkey bread is it's kind of like cinnamon rolls, kind of. But they're all kind of glomped together into into like a loaf pan. You you make up you make a bunch of small balls of dough, 
you coat them with essentially cinnamon dough, cinnamon, uh, uh, essentially with, uh, with cinnamon roll filling, uh, a little heavier on the butter typically than, uh, than others, and a little more sugar and a little less cinnamon because you're not going to be icing this. Um, and you layer those in on top of each other, and as they bake in the oven, they kind of bake and, 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 uh, and, and rise and expand into each other to make a single solitary loaf that then you get to pull apart into little individual balls of stuff. And it's delicious, and it's fantastic, and it's, it's family. It's love. It's, it's, it's going back to, to the, to, it's going, it's going back to things, and that is, and that is thinking about your, and then it's thinking about, you know, growing up and, and, and the love and, and nurturing and everything you get from your family. And I'm sorry if I'm coming off as sappy, and I'm sorry if you didn't have a good family life growing up, like I did. I mean, I, I'm not trying to rub it in. Um, I hope that even if you did not, or if you do not now, that you can and will in the future, and that you can build these good memories. Is that that's that's what that's what Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's really encapsulate and mean for me. They're all about they're, they're about being surrounded and loved and around all the people that you love and just getting to be hugged by it emotionally speaking. And I don't know, right now in 2020, I feel like kind of we need that. And I hope that even just me talking about it is helping you maybe feel some of that. I know it is for me. It's why my tone changed and why I'm sounding a little bit more listful. So I'm set adrift on memory bliss. Number one is kind of a cop-out, but it's more eggnog. Um, <laughs> I really like eggnog. Like, I, I seriously, I just love eggnog. I, I, uh, I'm going to need to make... I think I need to go to the store tomorrow and get the ingredients to make more eggnog because I'm thinking about it. And yeah, I've got a carton of, egg, of uh, store-bought eggnog in the fridge right now. But um, I, want, I want some real stuff. Now, I, I, meant, I, I, I promised we would get to... Uh, I promised that we would get to um, honorable mentions. And um, um, some of the honorable mentions here are really going to be dishonorable mentions. Like... Um, I don't like turkey. I, in fact, dislike turkey. I have never liked roast turkey. The only application in which I like turkey is thin sliced deli style turkey on a sandwich. If you're trying to bring, give me anything, any other form of turkey, I will decline it if I can respectfully. And if I can't, then I will respectfully eat it, but... But, it, but like, you know, if the queen serves me turkey, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, your majesty, but I, I don't like turkey. No, I will say thank you, your majesty, for the turkey, and I will eat it, because I am not a boar. But if someone's like, hey, so, uh, we, so, like, hey, like, what would you like me to cook? I got turkey, and I got anything else. I would vote for anything else over the, over turkey. I don't like turkey legs. I don't like roast turkey. I don't like turkey breast. I don't like turkey wings. I don't like turkey gravy. I don't like turkey. So, meh, turkey. Turkey, turkey, turkey. It's fun to say. Um, fun, little side, uh, fun little side story. Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey to be the national bird. But we went with something stupid like the bald eagle instead. Uh, 
which is a much more majestic animal. And that's not me just saying that, although if it had been me, I say we should have gone with the golden eagle because I think it's even more pretty as a bird um, than the bald eagle. But whatever, I, 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 mean, I wasn't involved in that decision-making process. Um, honorable mentions for size slash antipasto. I like cranberry sauce. Um, however, I'm, I'm weird. I really like, like, the cranberry jello that comes out of a, out of a can and has, like, the, the can ridge lines in it to, to prove that it's, uh, that it, that, that it's, you know, weird. And I like the stuff that's, that's completely jellified and doesn't have whole berries in it. Um, which my dad doesn't like because he doesn't like jello. It's, it's once again, a texture thing. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, and like, and by the way, even though I'm, I'm bagging on turkey, <coughs> I'm not trying to say, oh, you can't, turkey is bad. I dislike turkey. I find it to be bad. I do not enjoy turkey. However, if you like turkey, good, congratulations. More power to you. I'm glad you like it so I don't have to eat it. That's why turkey wasn't on my list, though, because it's my list. You want to talk about how great turkey is, make your own damn list and send it to us. We'd be I'd be happy to read it. Um, <laughs> let's see, what else? Um, talked about charcuteries. We talked about cheese and crackers, uh, which is really, like, that's part of charcuterie. Although, cheese and cracker, technically it's not charcuterie unless there's also meat involved. A cheese plate, just cheese and crackers, is not charcuterie. Charcuterie requires cured meats. Um, do, 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 what else? Um, I don't know. I kind of, I, I feel like I, I've covered most of the bases. Um, it's been a little bit more of a rambly episode, but you know, it was, it was going to be a more rambly episode because, well, um, it kind of had to be. <sighs> um, we hope to have something, um, we have to ha hope to have something better for you as our, as our last, our second to last episode, um. As our, as our last episode for the year in, in a week, um, I want to go ahead and wish you and yours right now a very happy, healthy, and enjoyable um, winter holiday season. I'll be doing that again next, next uh, doing that again tomorrow, uh, next, next week too, but uh, from, me, from me personally, have a blessed Yule, a happy, a happy Hanukkah, a joyous Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, a happy New Year, New Year. An enjoyable winter, uh, good solstice. Um, if you're if you're a if you're a if you're a Jehovah's Witness, a uh, a a a, uh, a a a December the twenty fifth. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to to to, to make uh, to make fun entirely, but like at least I'm not I'm not trying to be hateful, but at the same time, like what what do you say to someone who doesn't celebrate any holidays? Uh, have a good December the 25th, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, this has been Neil, and I was not accompanied by anyone else because we didn't do that this time. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on Geek Fanthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It is brought to you by a letter and a number. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If there was interstitial music in this episode, it'll be listed in the doobly-doo. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it in your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. If you're listening on Spotify, please follow us, etc., etc. Anything that you can do to help boost the signal and work the algorithm to make us more discoverable is appreciated. 
If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by making a one-time donation on our website or a reoccurring one on Patreon at patreon.com slash workintheory. A final thought. This outro is recorded in advance, and you may never hear it. It kind of depends on whether Neil has time to record a regular outro for an episode or if something gets in the way.